2: Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
3: And welcome into hour number two of our 4th of July weekend edition of the Outdoor Show. Glad to have you with us. Invite you to text us at 504-260-1870. Comes in here real time. Reports, comments, questions, all welcome. I see I'm hearing from my friend Jason the Barber. I went and visited him this week. And let's see, we've got, uh, this one says, a guide is supposed to be baiting my hook and coaching me so I can catch fish, not fishing. I agree with that, but a lot of times uh, you got to find the fish and, and there's going to be a hook. There's going to be a technique that is going to, sometimes you can just throw a, a shrimp out there under a cork and it's a no-brainer. Other times it requires a little bit of technique and finesse, and sometimes it takes the guide figuring that out so he can pass that along and coach you, the customers. So uh, anyway, it depends. Uh, I'm not against guides fishing, uh, keeping their limits. Uh, Again, it's 1% of the catch, but if perception-wise it's going to make people happy, I don't think most of them are opposed to that. Some of them are. Some of them say you can't sell me a fishing license and not allow me to catch and keep fish. So we'll see how that turns out. All right, here's a question. Can you put croakers and shrimp in the same bait well? Uh, I have done that, and uh, without any problems, as long as you don't have those big croakers. And, uh, you know, if you, if you load it up, uh, it's going to take a lot of the air out of there and warm the water up. So you just got to be careful to keep it cool, and uh, hopefully you got small croakers and shrimp. They, they, they can do well together. Uh, one is not going to kill the other. All right, let's see. We've got the Lafayette Yakker. He says it's back to biscuits and boondam for him. He made a kayak trip. And it was just too hot. So he's uh, resting in the kayak until uh, the heat goes off. Uh, Captain Robin is checking in this morning. He says all the redfish changes are fine, including bow fishing, which is not insignificant for what they catch. However, they need to close bow fishing during duck season. Boats in the ponds or roosting ducks is a major problem with the, the business. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, I, I think they should – Shut it down temporarily at night when uh, the duck season is in. All right, we have, oh, Catch Cormier used to be a field reporter on this show from Cotillo, Louisiana. He says the Fly Fishers International Gulf Coast chapter supports an 18-inch four-fish limit on reds with none over the slot. That'll get the 40% reduction and the SPR, which is spawning potential ratio, back to the conservation standard in much shorter time. I don't know if the people would go along with that. That's a very tight slot, 18 to 25. And, uh, well, the four fish, I don't think anybody's going to argue with that, and certainly none over the slot top size. But uh, that 18-inch minimum uh, is probably going to be some opposition. But everybody's got different opinions, and if you want to have yours heard, uh, either go to the meeting on Thursday or you can contact them in for public comment by way of the website. All right, let's see. we got uh, – the law says not limit per uh, limit per person, not limit how many is on the boat. Hmm. Uh, I understand what you say. It's not. Yeah, you're right. It's not a boat limit. It's uh, technically it's an individual catch, but uh, I don't know. An enforcement agent would have a hard time determining uh, who caught how many fish. I guess you could ask them, but uh, most of them are probably not going to know. But uh, generally, people fish, and if if they got Four fishermen, and it's a 25-fish limit. If you got 100 or under, you're going to be good. Uh, If if somebody caught 22 and another one caught uh, 28, I I don't know that that would make a world of difference. But technically, you are correct. It is a per person, not how many people on the boat. All right, we come back after this. We're going to talk to our Born on the Bayou guy, Captain Mike Gallo, find out where he's been fishing what his plans are, and how he can help you catch some of those fish this 4th of July weekend. We're doing all this on the outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network.
2: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
3: And that is the signal for Captain Mike Gallo to give us some information on the areas he fishes. It's a presentation of SeaTow for $199 a year. They'll get you unlimited fuel drops, 24-7 tow-ins, Jump starts for electrical problems, whatever it takes to get you back safely. But did you know that you also get those same services on every boat that you own, rent, or even borrow? Check it out. Call Captain Chris. He'll sign you up, 504-301-4545. Or if you want to get more details and do it online, simply go to seatoe.com. Captain Mike joins us now. And uh, Captain Mike, boy, it's been hot out there. Has the fishing been equally hot?
5: The fishing has been pretty hot, Don. The the ticket is to leave as early as possible. You want to find some deep, moving water, live shrimp on a drop shot, gulp on a drop shot, or even the matrix plastics on the drop shot has been working for us. And I've had the majority of my catch before 11 o'clock. So you could stay around later. It's only going to get hotter, and it seems like the fishing sort of tapers off a little bit in the midday. So that's been my uh, MO here recently. Leave early, come back early, and stay safe.
3: Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, Mike, as far as the the ratio of redfish to speckled trout trips you've been doing, is it mostly uh, redfish or, or trout or combinations?
5: The trout fishing has been better than average for this time of year. And the redfishing has been very tough. So I've been concentrating more on trout and uh, kind of concerned about the redfish. They've been really difficult to to find in the marsh.
3: Well, they're going to discuss uh, the future of redfish regulations at this Thursday's uh, Wildlife and Fisheries Commission meeting. Uh, uh, Pretty much across the board, everybody pretty much says, yeah, something's up with the redfish. You know, they've become more of a target fish uh you know it's the one that's really kind of put louisiana on the map people uh some used to come here to catch speckled trout and now it's kind of turned the target to redfish and uh, people have uh, bigger faster boats uh, social media uh people become better fishermen the equipment's better uh, so you know it's maybe it's time to bring them back and, and, and reduce them i, I think uh You know, keeping those uh, bulls alive on the ones over the top end of the slot, I think that's going to be a huge help.
5: Yeah, I would agree. There's no reason to keep those big breeders. They're fun to catch. They're very durable, so you can catch them and release them unharmed, and they'll still go about their normal business of reproducing. So a lot of positives there. Um, I have faith in the wildlife and fisheries. Way back in the 80s when the redfish were in danger, they stepped in and did the creole limits and the slot limits, and it worked out wonderful for us. Um, I certainly have faith that they'll be able to do that again.
3: You know, I, I, I guess there's a whole generation of fishermen now that don't remember that, how bad the situation was. I mean, back like you say, back in the early and mid-80s, you couldn't buy a redfish. I mean, there was just nothing left because there was pressure coming from all angles there were there were gill nets there were the purse seine boats and the pokey boats are still out there and then there was you know pretty much either very generous or no limits on them and before you knew it i mean you couldn't find a redfish and they did make an excellent comeback and i think it's time and most fishermen agreed that uh something needs to be done and they'll make some changes to try to get them back on and like you i i, I got some faith i've seen those guys work very hard uh getting stuff through the legislature that's a little bit of a different story but we'll see how all that turns out mike i'm getting some questions about fishing with croakers do you ever fish with croakers
5: we fish with croakers on a rare occasion you got to be really patient when you fish with croakers and it's even more patience than you have when you fish with live shrimp. Um, I just find it's difficult for my clientele to be able to wait that long before setting the hook. And if you do set it too early, chances are you missed the fish and you probably pulled the hook free from your croaker. So you really didn't end up with much. But it is the best way to catch some above average size trout.
3: Yeah, they, uh, you know, it takes them a while to get that croaker ingested, and that's the reason you almost got to let them swim off with it uh, before you set the hook. If you do it right when you hit a croaker, you're going to pull it right out of his mouth. Uh, The other thing, how do you uh, hook your croakers? I I use two methods. Sometimes I go through the lips. Sometimes I go through the upper dorsal fin. Uh, How do you hook your croakers when you fish
5: with them? I would hook them through the lips or through the nostrils. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. That'd be my main two ways of hooking it, because generally it seems like the trout is going to swallow it face first. So I would want to hook, you know, as far back in his mouth as as I could, and get the greatest chance of hooking him.
3: Got it, Mike. Uh, any triple tail? Boy, that's been a quiet topic this summer, huh?
5: Well, we're having some uh, large tides, like you spoke about earlier this morning, and. Those tides are pushing in some really clean, salty water on the outside areas, and I have seen some triple tail. I've still yet to catch a keeper, but I have seen several.
3: Got it. Well, Mike, uh, great news. Uh, if you can, uh, tell people about the availability at the, the two lodges you've got now and uh, how do they get in touch with you. i got you on my website if they want to go there and get more information, link to AAofLA.com. but. Uh, Give me your telephone number and uh, best ways to get a hold of you.
5: Well, you can find me on Facebook at Angling Adventures of Louisiana. Like you said, my website is aaofla.com, and the telephone is 985-781-7811.
3: All right, Michael, thanks so much as always. We appreciate your reports every week. Uh, Go get them, and we'll see you next time.
5: I'll see you next time, Don. I did want to mention one other thing. Most people's licenses are probably going to expire this month, and we'll start that new system. So just be conscious of your license may expire and get you a new one.
3: I'm glad you brought that up. And also I got word that you cannot renew your license early because licenses now are going to give you a full year. But you cannot, like everybody's used to renewing their license in June, that's only if you buy the new one in June and it comes due. You, you can't do it ahead of time. Now, they do have a system where you can go online and they will get, they'll automatically renew it for you and give you a notification, keep a credit num- card number on file so it becomes very easy and it's basically automatically renewed each year at the time it needs to be because a lot of people will forget because, you know, it's always been a tradition. Oh, June comes around, it's time to renew my licenses because they ran, you know, from June to June. Not anymore. If you buy a license in August, it goes till August of the next year. So it's up to you to remember to get that new license. Glad you brought that up, Mike. It's a good tip.
5: No problem, Don. We'll see you next week. Yes, sir. Captain
3: Mike Gallo, our born on the bay, you guy. All right, we're coming back after this. It's a paddlers report with Brendan Bayard. Those guys had a offshore tournament last week. We'll find out how that went and also get you some reports if you are a paddler, a kayaker. Back with that right after this on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network.
2: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper the better and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours.
3: Yeah, they're stroking all over the place. It's our Paddler's Report with the Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club, a presentation of Massey's Outfitters with locations in Mid-City of New Orleans, Baton Rouge, and Covington. You might call them Paddler's Paradise. They've got some of the best kayak fishing models. You'll find Hobies, Jacksons, Native Watercraft, and you can visit their website for all kind of accessories and also find out those demo days where you can try and ride before you buy. You'll find it at MasseyOutfitters.com, and you can also check them out on Facebook. Brendan Bayard is one of our reporters. Good morning, Brendan. And, uh, boy, it's a shame you missed that Navarre Beach Offshore uh, Mania event. Sound like it was great.
1: Yeah, it sounds really much better than what I ended up having to do with all these uh, crazy flight cancellations this last week. Considered an airport for uh, four days, but uh, yeah. oh, wow. <laughs> I uh, I uh, definitely missed uh, that. Uh, I do a lot of uh, offshore fishing in the kayak whenever I can. It's it's certainly a wonderful thing to do when you get out into that Florida area. That panhandle is. Uh, it is a wonderful place to fish. You can, and you can start bottom fishing within a mile from paddling out from the beach and really catch a variety of, uh, snapper grouper. Uh, we even had uh, a club member catch a amberjack, uh, you know, mahi, uh, and, uh, kingfish. So, uh, you know, great tournament. Uh, a lot of, a lot of fish caught, a lot of first timers went out. So, uh, you know, it's never, uh, something that's too, uh, daunting of a thing to do when you do it as a group and uh you know a lot of people in the club can help help you out if you're looking forward to uh trying something like that out so uh you know be in touch with the officers and they'll point you in the right direction but uh, a great crew that went out and i think they're going to make that a yearly tradition
3: you know it's not that distant of a paddle i mean it's a little bit of a drive from louisiana but i mean it's certainly well worth it because people dream about catching my mai, mai and uh, King king's uh, mackerel and red snapper and amberjacks, and never get a chance to do it. But, here's you know, if you've got just a, a regular kayaker, you can go out there and get all those species. It's a great opportunity. Yeah. Bayou Coast yeah, Kayak Fishing Club, uh, and those members will, will give them some help and direction and getting started, what kind of equipment they use. And uh, we want to congratulate those top three. That was Nick Cochran, 12-point, oh, no, he had a total weight of 2218 Aaron Clay, 24.32, and Donnie McMillan, 25.80. Big Snapper was right about 15 pounds. That's not bad, and worked for a kayak. But, Brendan, uh, thank you for that picture. Uh, That is incredible, that 100-pound tarpon that uh, Brandon's wife caught. Uh, She can't weigh more than 100 pounds herself. That's a heck of a catch out of a kayak. (laughs)
1: No, they uh, Brandon keeps track of those schools. And uh, I mean, it's it's not uh, whenever those those schools come in this time of year end of June um, to mid July, uh, you can go off the beach and just kind of paddle along until you find them and hopefully position yourself to throw a bait in front of that school before it moves past you and just hold on and pray that thing hooks uh, into one of those soft pallet spots in that that tarpon's mouth and you can just ride that thing and truly have a, a sleigh ride, if you will.
3: <laughs> now that was over in the panhandle of Florida where the tarpon on now they'll move this way a little bit later. We're not quite there. There's probably some tarpon around that West Delta area, but uh, it really gets hot and heavy uh, as we get a little bit later on into the summer. Brandon, have you ever caught a tarpon from the kayak?
1: I've hooked one, and it has come off sadly, but uh, I've I've tried a couple of times. It's definitely one thing that uh, that Captain Eric can boast over me, so uh, I have to really get my butt in <laughs> gear and go catch one. Chris
3: Holmes uh, caught a, a huge one, too. I recall that stunning picture that he took. Uh, I, that, I tell people if they ask me, that's the most exciting fish I've ever caught. I caught about a 150 it, not out of a kayak, out of a bay boat, uh, using a coon pop. Are you familiar with that bait?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's uh, the old school where the weight uh, dislodges so it doesn't right, shake the right. uh, hook out of the mouth. Yeah.
3: Right. And that tarpon's got an inside of a mouth. I describe that as like a, 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 a bucket, like a five-gallon bucket. If you feel the inside of it, that's kind of what a tarpon's in inside of his mouth. So like you're right. It's hard to get that hook in him good to where you don't lose him.
1: Yeah, they. Uh, my buddy was telling me there's only a couple places where that hook will go through, and you need a you need a rod strong enough to set it. And it's uh, basically there's a little button at the top of the roof of the mouth, and then there's some other side points on the sides. And uh, if you get lucky enough that it hooks up into one of those places and uh, get a good hook set, then you can really uh, fight them for a, a really nice long time. But If it gets into one of those hard cartilage, bony areas, then uh, it's really, really uh, kind of needs an act of God to get that hook into that mouth.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Brendan, anything else where you go?
1: Uh, Just uh, if you're out there fishing this weekend, it's, uh, you know, heavy traffic, uh, holiday weekend, hot out there. Make sure that you uh, bring lots of water, but there should be plenty of fish down on the coast if you are head towards Grand Isle. Uh, just uh, I would I would head out there and try to take advantage of some of that fishing along the uh, the lighted docks uh, in the night uh, or the dark areas before the sun comes up and then what I like to do is fish there from uh, you know 4 a.m. until about 9 a.m. take a nap and then uh, repeat as the sun starts heading down because it sure is hot out there right now.
3: Yeah, I want to remind everybody that there's a kayak division in the CCA Star Tournament, too. Um, you know, they've got different west, east, southwest, and southeast. There's four divisions. So if you catch a decent trout, I'm looking at it right now, it's going to take uh, over three pounds to get on the board. And if you're in the west zone, it's going to take over four. But uh, some nice fish being brought in by the kayakers for sure.
1: Yeah, if you go catch some pogies, uh, you know, cast net off some of those docks before the sun comes up and carry, you know, a few of those around for first light, I think uh, there's a decent chance of catching a nice big trout. Um, You know, when the summertime rolls around, I usually uh, fish for the first hour or so with a line, uh, like a fly line set with a pogie and then throw a topwater in front of me while that pogie drifts behind me. You never know which one's going to be the one that, that catches the bigger fish, but you know more than uh, more than not that that pogie can uh, really catch a nice fish for you.
3: Yes, indeed. Use every tool in the box. That's what they say. Brendan, thanks for the report as always, my friend. Sorry about your airline delays. I know that can be frustrating. Man, <laughs> I hate to go Yeah, there, I'm just
1: glad that, it's done. Done. Back to the uh, <laughs> back to the motherland. Thank yeah. you, sir.
3: See you next time. All right. That's Brendan Bayard. Next week we'll be talking to Cap Merrick, Mahanbaraco, Louisiana Kayak Company. And right after this, we're going to tell you about some guys that found out three things you don't do when you're rabbit hunting. And if you do them, you'll get on the bad boy feature just like they did. It's next right here on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, checking our text board, we got the old snake doctor checking in. By the way, snake doctor, I remember uh, when you mentioned uh, where that comes from, the name of that with the uh, dragonflies and the darning. I remember you told me that once before and I forgot it. Anyway, he tells us, in addition to more protective limits, the fishermen need to take better care of the fish they intend to release, don't sling them into the boat and let them flop around if you intend to release them and keep them wet. That's right. Uh, good hook removal, uh, good practices of, of release will certainly eliminate mortality, and it's going to become more important than ever And now that we're tightening up. Uh, here's one that says, Don, you, all statistics might say boat fishing is not hurting the redfish population, but in the marsh reality, it's evident. That's Mike from Port Sulphur. Well, we really don't have firm statistics, Mike, um, if they permit bow fishing, we will be able to get some more data. But I think what the perception is, you know, I think there's a lot of contributing factors. Coastal erosion, we're losing marsh. There's more recreational pressure on them now than ever. Uh, we got the bycatch from the pogey boats. Uh, we got charter boat captains who are very experienced and good at finding them. We've got mortality from a lot of redfish tournaments, even though they don't keep them. Uh, they catch and release a lot of fish when they're scouting, and some of those uh, die. And then you got bow fishing, and I think you can point a finger at any one of these things, but I think it's the combination of all of them. And uh, by changing regulations that will apply to everyone, uh, I think we can get that SPR back up in in probably less time than we're predicting. Anyway, we're going to take a quick 10-second pause. When we come back, I'm going to tell you about some bad boys down in St. Bernard Parish. Their story is next, right after we let our local stations tell you who they are And where they are. Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries agent had been receiving numerous calls over a two-week period about three subjects in a dark-colored Dodge Ram truck hunting rabbits at night off Highway 46 in St. Bernard Parish. And if you've ever driven on Highway 46 in the wee hours of the morning, you've probably noticed hundreds of rabbits eating the short grass between the wood line and the shoulder of the road. Well, on June 15th, the St. Bernard Parish Sheriff's Office deputies witnessed the described truck turn on lights, shoot out of the vehicle, exit the vehicle, and retrieve the rabbits from the wood line. Their deputies then called the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries agents about the incident they had witnessed. Senior Agent Mangano arrived on the scene, and during his interview with the subjects, they admitted to hunting rabbits from the truck on the roadway. Cited for hunting from a moving vehicle, Hunting rabbits during a closed season and hunting from a public roadway and facing criminal fines of up to thirteen hundred and fifty dollars, ninety days in jail, and civil restitution for the replacement value of three rabbits are thirty one year old Jorge A. Caballero del Cid, twenty six year old Alfredo J. Rodriguez Soler, and thirty year old Brian J. Sanchez Brooks. All of St. Bernard Parish, a hijos de malo de al aire libre. And for those of you who don't speak Spanish, that is our Bad Boys of the Outdoors. Hey, I want to remind you, Bad Boys of the Outdoors is presented by the Louisiana Wildlife Agents Association, the LWAA. They're a nonprofit group, and you can help provide funds for their scholarship awards and other benefits that they provide by purchasing some of their exclusive gear. Get you an LWAA T-shirt in a variety of colors and styles. they got hats, koozies, more. Support these guys, these agents who protect our precious natural resources and look really sharp. To get them, visit supportlwaa.org. That's supportlwaa.org. Back with Captain Ryan Lambert, Cajun Fishing Adventures, next on The Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. And the plastic man, Captain Ryan Lambert, from Cajun Fishing Adventures, joins us. And, Ryan, were you impressed with my Espanol bad boy?
6: Oh, yeah, without a
3: doubt. <laughs> you know, I believe in diversity and inclusion when we get to, uh, you know, bad boys' features. you got to do that these days, you know? Yeah,
6: I heard, I heard you trying to get some diversity and inclusion on the radio yesterday. You was having a time with it. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. yeah, I don't enjoy that as much as a Saturday morning. I can tell you that. Nowhere near as good or uh, as much fun. Yeah. Well you gotta be having fun with that two or whatever the river. It's around two now that river's dropping. So, so far. It's, it's gotta actually be green. Two
6: nine, it's actually two two eight right now. So go to three and then drop again to one something. uh you know, we had a little bit of rain in the valley, but it's just beautiful. Everything is you know, I <laughs> I went out uh last few days I went try to I went to Jurassic Park and got my butt whipped is what I did. I mean giant mangrove snappers, giant Triple tails and cold beers and they just beat me all to pieces.
3: How well was that?
6: <laughs> uh, in Venice, and, and just, there's just there's an area that's just got big big fish, and a, a thirty pound triple tail is quite the animal to try to deal with.
3: <laughs> yes, indeed.
6: You know they are so strong in that current, and we got we have two and a half foot tides this week this weekend. It's gonna be super strong, and you get a thirty pound triple tail. Yeah, you know, it's a turbo brim right there, and you get him fighting. I mean, with heavy tackle. I mean, he was a sixty pound uh, braid and sixty pound leader, and still get broke off. I mean, it's just crazy. Yeah, you know, <laughs> two for six. But man, they're strong. And then, you now, know, were you side cobia. fishing them
3: underneath structure, or no, were you fishing no, them deeper? No, you bring no, them up I from the bottom.
6: Fish, yeah, I was just fishing them deeper. You know, but no. man, that's a strong fish, and and cobias and just big, big. Uh, mangrove snappers you know when you get that in the rig and try to get him out too that's 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 tough
3: <laughs> well that's the well, whole battle right there is the first few the first 15 seconds of a mangrove fight determines yeah. what's going to happen if he's either going it's in fun. the rig and you lose him or you get him out of there you know
6: but you know we're so lucky now you know you, you drop your trolling motor and you know, i got that new power pull move trolling motor you drop that dude down you press spot lock and you're there. You don't have to get to a rig. You don't have to put a rig right, hook. I mean, right. fishing is so much. It's just easy these days. You know, just, and I don't care if the waves wind or not, it just keeps you right there. And then, you know, if you get shallow, you put the poles down. I mean, it's ridiculous. Like, the depth finders we got now, look,
3: there's one right there. Get him. <laughs> I see great. a future for you in the offshore charter business now.
6: Uh, I don't think so. I <laughs> because <laughs> uh, it's hard enough to do it on your own. You want to keep it fun, up huh? Yeah. Oh, without a doubt, and then you know the the monster reds are you look a bull red out there, he's as big as you, I mean it's ridiculous, <laughs> so this week I'm gonna fly fish a bunch, you know the water's real clear, you can see the fish, so I'll be fly fishing, uh, Cody caught a few trout yesterday, he went you know toward the islands and stuff, but you the know, trout fishing you know they got some out there, but it's not as good as you want it to be, you know up up towards Hopedale, they're catching a few. So yeah, you just have to move a little bit for those. I, they're not on the beach bars yet. I wish they would be because I, I really enjoy fishing the beach. But uh, plenty of reds. I mean, plenty of reds, and you catch them any way you want. in you know, Top water or, or sight fishing shrimp under a cork for those that do that kind of stuff. Oh, I even used a, a plastic shrimp, a, a, like a ten fifteen count shrimp on the on the triple tail. It's a pl- it's a plastic shrimp that uh, I think. Um, Savage Gear makes it look like a giant ten fifteen, and it rides the water so good. I mean, it looks real when it's coming in. I would, I would have to go net it if I, you know, if I was looking at it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sounds like you are having fun down there. So, you guys are not feeling the pain of, of the redfish that the rest of the coast is, or do you think it's just because your conditions are so good right now? No, the the deal
6: with the redfish is this: we lost the spawn. I don't, I can't believe that the wildlife fishery is not telling us we lost the spawn of 2019 and 2020 because the river was so high that the the eggs sank. You know, they got to have enough salinity to float. So if you look at the fish, because last year I saw it coming, we was catching only top slot fish, and then the next, the went in the very early fall, everything was 15 inches. You couldn't catch a keeper. And after about April, you got 16 inches. Well, now those fishes, fish, or almost 20 inches. So come April, we'll be catching 16s and 20s. But if you're missing anything from 20 inches on up to the slot. Because of those two years, it's going to take two years for that to get back. It's not overfishing; It's we lost the spawn, and every single fish you look on Facebook or Instagram, every single fish is exactly the same size that they're keeping. It's, it's you know, when you we do it every a day, we just got a hole. Yeah, we see. got a
3: hole in a fish class. That, that's the and problem. We got a two-year
6: that's... hole in our fish class, and why the people that are getting paid to tell us this aren't telling us this is beyond me. Oh, we're overfishing, and we're overfishing. It's, it's a uh, Boat fishermen, it's the guide limit. Give me a break. One one fish can lay millions of eggs. It's just we lost a whole spawn two years in a row, and they ought to put that out in the public. They got to know this.
3: Well, maybe the regulations that they're going to present the the changes on Thursday will reflect uh, the remedy. For a two-year missing uh, class class of fish, so nothing could we'll fix see.
6: that except Mother Nature. In two years is the only thing that's going to fix it. Because if you got you got twenty through twenty-seven inch fish in the, in the picture, which which are almost non-existent, you know, then then you got two more classes. I mean, it's 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 simple biology, but you know, whatever they want to oh. do. I mean, we're not going to change it. I mean, if if it's four, so what? It's four. Yeah, you know, well, it'll be can, interesting to no, see we don't what keep the president. Yeah,
3: yeah, right. and we, right. we, we most don't people don't. Anyhow. Very few people kill them. There's a couple of people that argue about that. You know, I, I guess they get a tourist that comes in. It's the biggest fish they ever mm-hmm. caught, and they want to bring it home. But I mean, really, there's no reason for it. You know, you there's, get your no, there's, now there's and, better
6: mounts now than than skin yeah, mounts. Right. Just that's take right. a picture of it, and they will match it exactly. And it'll be forever, and it won't rot on your wall if they don't do a good job, that kind of stuff. You know, they got a place, I think it's Gray's Taxidermy in Florida. You just send a picture, and they will send you a fish exactly like yours.
3: Right, and And, and much more durable. Okay, Ryan, well, listen, I hope to be be talking to you about looking for teal coming up, not too far in the future. You know, how's the the whistlers? I got a couple of whistlers in my pond. They follow me around. (laughs) <laughs> they see me coming to feed the horse, and they come running up to me. Those guys yeah, are weird, I, I,
6: man. There was four on the oil rig, and they, they stayed there because I fished it two days, at one rig, <laughs> and they were there two days uh, offshore, and they, I don't know how they live in there.
3: They're goofy they bird. There. Huh? <laughs> yeah, I they're
6: don't goofy. know what they're eating, but they were there yeah. for sure.
3: Well, we'll keep our yeah, eyes buddy. peeled for the for the teal in the next couple of months. We'll, we'll Yeah, it won't be out.
6: long, buddy. Six
3: more All weeks, it'll right. be coming. Cajunfishingadventures.com is a beautiful website. Give that telephone number that you answer all the time while you're on the water.
6: It's 504 559 5111. And I got four squealers coming down right over the <laughs> pond right now.
3: <laughs> all right. We can only dream. See you next week, bud. Well, I'm serious. <laughs> all right, buddy. <laughs> all right. Captain Ryan Lambert, our plastic man. All right. Coming back after this, whoo, it's time to wrap up. Got a few closing comments coming in on a text board and. We'll be back to share them with you right after this on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, I'd like to remind you, coming up this week is the Blue Boot Rodeo. If you missed it a couple of weeks ago, we had on the air Darby and Nicole Bourgeois, the founders of the Blue Boot Rodeo and Foundation. It begins Thursday. Fishing is Thursday, Friday, and it all wraps up with bingo and mimosas and rough and ready and awards presentation. This is going to be at the Grand Isle Marina in Grand Isle at the Tarpon Pavilion. It's only $25, very special event. The Blue Boot Rodeo was formed, and in fact, the foundation when their son, Riley John Bourgeois, uh, drowned in their neighbor's swimming pool and they were able to get past a Raleigh John Bourgeois Act 722. That is a law that all public schools in Louisiana have to educate students K-12 through with water safety and drowning prevention lessons. And this rodeo raises money for their foundation, and they are very dedicated. And if you can help them out by fishing and even just contributing a donation of $25, you get the T-shirt, entry to the rodeo, the whole deal. The Blue Boot Rodeo is the name of it. All right, checking on our uh, text message board, we got this one says, uh, So hot and sad, I can't subject my boys to it, so no yakking for us until the heat wave subsides. Sure hope we can get the trout limits and bow fishing guidelines going. Our sportsman's paradise deserves some type of action to see what benefits it can produce. That's from Gator Boy Vids in Baton Rouge. And uh, we've got uh, one of our longtime listeners and friends. uh, uh, she is heading, uh, she's up north where it's been raining and thunderstorming, but she's moving to Florida. Well, you'll be in some good fishing territory for sure. And here's one that says the fine for, should be much more for outlaws of wild game. Teach them a real lesson. Well, the problem is a lot of times they don't have a whole lot to, to get when you do find them. Uh, you know, jail time certainly gets their attention, but then if they lose their job, they can't pay the fines. Uh, Here's one that says, oh, nice job with your Spanish. Muy impresionable. Well, thank you very much. And uh, this one is from uh, John Terrebonne. He's with the Convent Hunting Club. Uh, What happened to running my rabbit dogs in cool weather? We have to run them at night and pick them up at daybreak. And uh, here's one that says, uh, Ryan Lambert is the marine biologist the state has but are proud to use or recognize, I guess that's too proud to use or recognize his knowledge. Well, he's not actually a marine biologist, but he's been on the water a long time, and he's seen a lot of things, and he's got a lot of that uh, common sense, and uh, I guess you'd call that uh, firsthand experience with it. All right, well, that's about going to wrap it up. Uh, wow, what a show. Fourth of July here. Fireworks displays are going to be all over. Be safe on the water. Remember, it's Operation Dry Water Time. The Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries Enforcement Agents will be out there in force and uh, hopefully we won't have any bad boy stories about uh, uh, DUIs on the water. Remember, I know a lot of people are going to be partying and celebrating Fourth of July holiday. Um, use a designated driver just like you do with your automobile because if you're caught and charged with DUI or DWI, whatever you want to call it, on the water, it's the same punishment if you are caught driving intoxicated in your vehicle. You could lose your driver's license That's right, your vehicle driver's license if you are caught with a DUI on the water. So you certainly want to avoid that, stay out of trouble. And we invite you back here again each and every Saturday. It's the free show. All you need is a radio. No subscriptions, no fees, nothing. Just tune us in right here each and every Saturday morning. And we thank our sponsors and hope you'll participate with them and do business with them and thank them for bringing the show. We'll be back next week. Same time, same place, five to 7 a.m. Saturday mornings. It's the outdoors with Don Dubuque radio network.
2: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by
4: progressive insurance.